0: Welcome back to the Just Say Rad Podcast. My name is Radian simon Pelay, film critic for CTV's Your Morning and Now magazine. This week in now, I wrote a story on how the Canadian film and television industry is dealing with sexual harassment. Uh, one of the voices in that story is Ashling Chin-Yi, co-founder of After Me Too, and she's my guest on this podcast. Uh, Ashling is a filmmaker and a friend. You might remember her as this badass voice in a cover story I wrote a couple of years ago on the gender gap in the Canadian film industry. Well, she was in town for the Canadian Screen Awards, and just before I had to catch a flight to Disney World, we managed to squeeze in some time to record this conversation about what's happening after Me Too. Now, if you notice any odd breaks and edits in this podcast, well, it's because this podcast only contains about half of what we talked about. Unfortunately, there's things that we just we discussed we just can't make public yet. But keep listening for the things that we can say.
1: You're listening to Just Say Rad. So far, this podcast is really riveting.
0: <laughs> no, well, I'm obviously going to cut all this out. I just put that out there. <laughs> you should keep it. It's <laughs> just, like, just rad reading. To yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking at uh, all industry members must take part. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I okay. want that as a reference.
1: Yeah, but I need it as a reference too. What the fuck? Motherfucker, <laughs> like, you? you've been printing stuff
0: all day. <laughs> I'm almost out of ink. Look at this shit. Okay. <laughs> okay <here we> <laughs> all right, fuck it. All right. You need the recommendations. Okay, well, let's start off with. Okay, let's talk. Let's start off with with the general of what is After Me Too doing. So, bounce from that.
1: Okay, so. So, since the symposium?
0: Hmm. Well, or like. Yeah, fine. Since the symposium.
1: Well, after. So, we. The symposium was us putting together these round tables, mm -hmm. um, these 12 different tables, 11 tables of people from the industry, but also uh, we brought in civil lawyers, uh, criminal lawyers, we brought in psychologists, we brought in tech experts, we brought in organizational change experts, we brought in actors, writers, directors, executives, um, psychologists. Like So to actually have a conversation about what is going on, what is sexual harassment, what is assault, and how do you actually make some kind of Change happen, and after the fact that the Me Too movement was people coming forward and breaking their silence. But what do you what do you do? What do you do with that? You know. Mm. So from those roundtable discussions, we uh, that are also available online, so you can watch them all as well. We put together a advisory committee that is made up with some of the people that were from the roundtables, but other legal experts and. Um, Parker P Consulting helped us uh, put the put the report together to put together uh, the recommendations that came out of out of that. So that's what we've been working on since the symposium that we had in December, mm-hmm. um, and we released that you know on the sixth of March, mm-hmm. the report. And um, and from that we have also partnered with because we're. We're essentially a bunch of volunteers in the industry. We're not affiliated with any certain associations or guilds or unions or anything like that. Um, As an organization, an organization in quotes because we're not officially an organization, Uh, we partnered with the Canadian Women's Foundation to start raising financing, right? Raising uh, raising funds for mental health uh, services in Canada for people that are suffering from, you know, assault and sexual assault.
0: Wait a second. So the fund, mm-hmm. the the fund that uh, I think you recently announced, that's for mental health services as opposed to legal. It'll be
1: service? it. It should be for both. So okay. our goal is seven million dollars. That uh-huh. would go towards um, the mainly existing services that don't have enough money because they people are you know calling the you know rape hotlines. People are call, asking for uh, mental health resources and services from the either the. You know, like there's the Schleifer Center, like there, there's all sorts of these places all across the country, mm. but they don't like they're already max capacity. Mm. So in order to just react right away to the fact that there are so many people come more people coming forward, and there's not extra financing or funding coming from any level of government. Um, actually, that's that is not true. They, no. They've now changed that. Right. But you know, there's it's still there's still obviously like. A deficiency right, in obviously. funds for these types of services that we can raise money with from the awareness that we've been doing, we can raise money for these for these services now. So that's what the fund is. Um, that's what it's getting administered by the Canadian Women's Foundation because they've been working in this realm for longer than we have, mm. and they're a charitable organization. So you get the tax receipt, the whole thing, and it's it's not a, it's not you know myself as a Writer, director, <laughs> and an <then> actor like <laughs> right. coming together to, to, you know, to raise a bunch of money for things that other people are already have the knowledge to administer. You know, it's not like it's not like sexual harassment just started in the film industry. Like, right, people right. have been working in this field and working to support, you know, uh, women and vulnerable people against, you know, you know, family violence and sexual violence for a long, a long time. So
0: right.
1: We're not reinventing the wheel.
0: I'm looking at your button the after Me Too button that Mm -hmm. you guys are wearing at Canadian Screen Week. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we saw the Time's Up buttons all over the red carpets. Uh, And so I don't know if you watched the Oscars, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I felt like when I saw this business about Ryan Seacrest, I think a lot of us are wondering, did, like, the Me Too movement hit a bump? Like, you know... I don't know. You you don't know? Well, so basically there was someone who did (coughs) come forward, a former stylist of Ryan Seacrest, who, um, who, you know, came forward about years of sexual harassment at his hands. Um, and then E launched an independent investigation who were like, ah, there's nothing here, but you know, Variety reported on it. She has witnesses. She talks about like all the different, like, you know, really creepy stuff that he did. Like, you know, and it involves like grabbing her in places he shouldn't be grabbing, stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But E stood by him and kept him on the red carpet. Um, oh, and no. certain actresses were like, well, oh, I don't know if we're not going to talk to him. Like Jennifer Lawrence was like, well, I don't know. Cause he hasn't really been tried yet. So, you know, this excuse of, like, they haven't Mm. really been, it hasn't been proven in a court of law, which didn't really matter for all the other people that, like, you know, like the accusations that came out, now all of a sudden it kind of, like, hit a road bump and I wonder if it's because it's too inconvenient to... A draw sand like a line in the sand with Ryan Seacrest because he's on the red carpet at the Oscars and you kind of need this moment. I mean, a lot of people did eventually. I mean, he didn't actually end up getting that many interviews anyway, so maybe without making a point of it, they still avoided him. Mm-hmm. But I thought the conversation around him, like with E still putting him on there and Jimmy Kimmel saying, Well, yeah, I'm still gonna go through with my post Oscars interview with him, even though he, his old ceremony, like you know, they touted me too at that end time's up there yeah uh he was still going to go through with this interview so it just felt like we hit a a bump but we hit a wall here where it's like oh all of a sudden it's inconveniencing you so maybe this like are we are you fed up of this movement and having to take a stand with everyone that gets accused
1: well that's yeah that's 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 showing the holes in that sort of celebrity for sure Mm -hmm. you know it's like well you can't really pick and choose i mean you can pick and choose how where you want to stand on um what kind of proof you want to have? But if it's literally like you can throw somebody else, like like it's like okay, the, we're believing the women. They've come forward. This person is the whole idea of zero tolerance. Get them out of here, and mm-hmm. then you change the idea around somebody like Ryan Seacrest because you don't want to lose your PR on your film, mm-hmm. and like that's stupid. Of yeah. course, it's stupid.
0: Well, so. Okay, now we'll talk about the zero tolerance thing. So after Me Too, you guys started right around the time that also the coal Canadian industry got around together and developed this zero tolerance policy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they recognize this too, because I think the zero tolerance policy sounds great, but it makes me very nervous. Because what do they do? So they get uh, a report, either whether it's anonymous or it's not anonymous, and then they say that well, this person gets kicked out. Like, um, are you I'm talking
1: just, about the the industry wide code, code? of conduct? The industry wide
0: code of conduct, right? Because I mean, they champion the zero tolerance policy. out they won't, you know, they won't do this. So um, I mean, I guess we're like, you know, like. Well, if somebody reported an incident, right, I think it's great if they could do something about it. And I think, and I'll talk to you a little later about certain instances where they do something about it. But maybe you 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 could be the one that brings up, like, what the fault is in this action. Like, well, or the weakness. I
1: mean, the industry-wide code of conduct doesn't, I mean, it's it's great. What we're... What we're what we're looking at is that obviously people are agreeing that we need to change that there shouldn't be sexual harassment and assault happening in our workplaces, our workplaces, our film sets, and many other places as well. That we're recognizing that festivals and rap parties and you know, you know, uh, whatever like shooting out in the woods or pre or auditions or pre you know pre interviews on it. like all of those things where your work relationship exists that that is a workspace. Everybody's now agreeing on that. Mm. Great um but the code of conduct uh doesn't actually seem to have any precise actionable things in it which i think that's the next step it's like okay we can all agree we want to change we all agree that there's things went wrong and we don't want to do that anymore but what are you what is actually going to be done so that's where our thing is a little bit different after we choose recommendations are more specific on what we you know consequences how to you know have actual consequences you should lose your membership out of uh, out of a you know whatever association the associations need to talk to each other and the other thing is it's very hard to self govern these things we can say that we're gonna do all this stuff but we all have a we all have our own stake in a in a film whether it's financial or you know whatever else that like you can't have a bunch of people working within the same industry to govern themselves and we need to have uh, that's why we also have recommended and came out of all of the roundtables that we put together was that we need to have an independent body that has uh that is you know elected onto this that includes people that are um informed you know on trauma legal aspects people that are informed on how our industry works but not, not necessarily stakeholders within the industry mm-hmm. because that's a conflict of interest and that that independent body should be able to receive allegations uh receive disclosures and be able to act with authority over over our either whether it's a film set or a film production or what have you or tv that they actually have the authority to be able to go okay we're coming in we're investigating you know Mm -hmm. and to make a decision of like that person's off this person's that you know like Mm -hmm. which is the other thing with like you know memberships and and uh and associations that like there's two there's two issues there's one is that like. You're, you have to protect your members mm. that's the that's the role you know is you have to protect your members but also you might have to protect people from your members so mm-hmm. where's the where is the zero how does zero tolerance work in that realm because mm-hmm. you're kind of butting your head against the same issue you know yeah.
0: now in terms of like this anonymous reporting system that the zero tolerance policy right the mm-hmm. big hole here is that what if the person, who loses work or who like you know who the what if the perpetrator mm-hmm. sues mm-hmm. this is so in terms of these anonymous when people report anonymously and the industry promises a zero tolerance policy and when the industry takes action without there being a legal case mm-hmm. the person who starts losing work can sue for wrongful dismissal can sue for defamation, can sue for all these things.
1: Well, that's where there are big holes and gaps in information and that's one of the other things that we've recommended is that we, you need to have access to um, trauma informed like legal legal help, mm-hmm. you know? You need to know what's going to be the obstacles that when you want to come forward and report, you need to you need to be informed on on First off, the people that are re- receiving the reports too, they need to be trained on how to talk to a tra- traumatized person. They need right. to be trained on what you do with the information that they've given to you um, and how that actually can be made into evidence. That's that, you know, that too to hard evidence that actually works within our clearly very flawed, like, you know, police system and like legal system, so that you're not coming forward saying, you know, telling this you're telling a story of this horrible thing that's ha- that happened to you, or, mm-hmm. you know, telling your story, and then the information that can be, like, picked apart because, one, your memory of it isn't, this isn't the same as the memory that you have, you know, when you're not going through a, mm-hmm. a horrific experience, you know? That maybe you're, there, there's going to be holes in what you remember today to what you, what you remember the next day, you know, because that's what ends up happening. You Mm -hmm. shut down psychologically when something terrible is happening to you, and then your memory is going to shift into different things, and you're going to pick up on different things that, like, maybe aren't going to be necessarily something that's going to be, that a a police report is going to take into account, because you're only remembering what it felt like to have this person's body crushing you, you know? Mm -hmm. So all of that information, and, like, and having that, like, here are the resources you get. You want to come and report, and, like, and come forward with your story. You will talk with somebody, or you should be able to talk with somebody who's going to be able to help you get that it, it to make that information, uh, you know, you know, court ready. If you right. want to go to court, if it's a criminal case, you want to go to court, or how you actually don't have a bunch of holes like prodded, you know, pushed through your, through through your story, you know. Yeah. Um, and also, like the thing is, is, like you want like for people to be able to come forward and report to their, you know, department head or higher up, like. A lot of people don't know how to how to how to receive that information or what to do with that information. So these people need to be trained on what you do if somebody's like these this thing's happening. This person's doing this thing. They keep doing this. I'm like, gonna like I'm. It's it's affecting me, affecting my work. It's affecting my like my psyche. It's affecting my livelihood. It's affecting my family. Like it all all these things come out in different ways. So we're not we're filmmakers. We're not trained to do this properly. So mm. we do need to get the training in order to understand what happens to a traumatized individual. So that's one of the things that I think is a little bit over overlooked in the industry wide um, code of conduct because. You know, we wanna we wanna have change, but we're not we're not trained to do the things that uh, we're not we're not trained we're not trained psychologists. You know, mm-hmm. we're not we're not lawyers. You know, so we would like to have all of these things happen, but we need to actually be armed with the right info. You know, yeah.
0: well, I mean, that's partially why I guess it's taking so long for the Canadian industry to clean house. I mean, I think I heard that it was like what eighty percent of the people of the women within our industry. I think in these meetings, I think I heard like eighty percent of them still don't want to come forward about what they were experiencing within the workplace or, you know, yeah. with the, the people that they work with. Because, I mean, oh, the best they could do is report it anonymously right now, or if they don't have the money and the, the what is it, the the energy to go through mm-hmm. the legal system and to go through a possible court case and go through getting sued. Well, who could blame them?
1: Yeah. Well, right now, as the way the current system has been you know until very recently is that there has been no proof that coming forward does anything for you Mm you know so that's clearly has to change so if you like if you knew that okay i tell my like i tell my experience i say what happened and i know immediately these things will take place like immediate okay this person is immediately suspended until like further investigation is being done by this body of uh experts and I will be able to access these types of services because Mm -hmm. I'm not one I'm like I'm not able to do my job effectively because I'm uh because I'm so worried about you know something happening or I'm constantly remembering the thing that has happened there and I get triggered every time I'm at this place or whatever I'm not good in my job anymore so I'm losing work because of it and people aren't understanding why if there's not actual protections against these things that you know you will get if you come forward and get somebody off the set, then of course you're not going to do it. Of course you're Mm -hmm. not going to come forward because there's been no proof that that does anything for you or for anybody else. So Mm -hmm. that's why there needs to be clear, like there needs to be a clear process that's that that this, this, and this will happen immediately. If that's what you want to happen, then that sh- then you should be ensured that that's going to happen. If you come forward and you need to have, like, you need to talk to a counselor or a psychologist, like, right away, you should be able to do that, you know? And not, like, somebody who's going to be like, not someone that's going to be appointed to you. You should be able to pick the type of psychologist or who you want to talk to. You know, if you want to get legal advice, you should be able to have access to that immediately. You know, so that you go, okay, here's what happened. I don't actually know where it falls into a civil or criminal or whatever. Like, I don't even know if this is, if this is something that, um, uh, if I'm if I'm reading the situation wrong. Like, people mm-hmm. are all women are always saying that. You know, it's like, like we're so worried that we're reading the situation wrong because we're worried of the of reprisal. We're worried about you know offending the offenders because it's it'll be worse for us to potentially lose our job or have be branded as um, an oversensitive or a difficult person to work with, you know? So, without a process that actually says, "Okay, this is the this is this is harassment, this is violence, this is what'll happen to people that are doing these things that are actually threats to your health and safety of your workplace," you know? Mm. Then I don't know. Why would, like I wouldn't come forward if that was the if that was the case, yeah.
0: you know? Well, I'm mean, look I've been thinking, like, looking, like, I mean, how, I've been looking at this whole situation as almost hopeless, in the sense that, like, in Canada, we need to do this, this, and this to get things done, right? So, even to get the stuff you're getting done, I mean, I don't know how you're feeling about it, because you, you, I think we do need a significant legal, like, a a change in our law, our legal system to make everything effective. Am Mm -hmm. I right? I mean, you guys got the legal experts.
1: The, right now, the... The report, Like, reporting a criminal act is very, very difficult, and it's not a system that seems to have proven itself, like, you know, very effective, yeah. obviously. Um, I'm not a legal expert. No. But the legislation 100% needs to change, for sure. Yeah. But um, the thing is right now, like, the only thing that has proven to have any any consequence has been trial in the media Mm. because that means you can, you can, somebody will lose their work because people do not want to work with that person anymore because they've been shamed in a way that like they've, they've been outed and shamed. And so you're going to stay away from them with a 10 foot pole because you don't want to be branded with that same, that same brush or you want to be seen as that. So if that, like that's the only place that we've seen any actual change happen. So, but that means a lot of exposure, which is like that's a it's a flawed system, clearly you know it's got nothing it's not it's not a legal system it's yeah. not the system that should be working to protect people and it's all after the fact obviously right. you know it's like people have already gone through this horrible experience and now, after the fact, they have to come forward and live this whole thing over again in yeah. the media to, in order to have any change then. that's not that's not that's not an effective way so the system or having exactly like having the access to lawyers and the legal you know legal experts who can say okay so let's like let's put this case together and make it fucking rock solid you know so if you don't have the access to that then then you know coming forward to a reporter or coming forward to um you know like Anybody that's like, well, the the only, the only, the best case scenario is that I'm going to have to live this whole thing in the media over again, you know? Yeah. So, I can see, that's why people want to do them anonymously, you know? Or that's why people are waiting for, like, a larger group to come together, you know? Because one, one person against a powerful person is... It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty daunting. It's depressing
0: shit, you know? I don't like talking about this shit with you. (laughs) I know. I'm used (laughs) to talking to you about, like, God knows what, but this depressing shit. But first of all, it's like, okay, so you've been doing this, and then you've also been going to LA for the 50 women. What is that?
1: Um, so this is this group, um, of 50 women. We're a cohort, as they Mm -hmm. call us. Yeah, I saw you
0: guys living in the house or something. like Big Brother or some (laughs) shit like that. No, it
1: was, it was the... So they're actually meeting this weekend. I can't go down there because I'm here at the CSAs doing this stuff. Um, so it's from this organization called Take the Lead, and it's all—it's basically like a leadership, like a leadership, like organization for specifically for women in varying industries. This is the first time they've done it in the media, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, the whole point, like, there's, in order for us to have equalized pay and gender parity and all that, is actually if we start having access to capital really actually changing our workplaces and and making sure there are more women at the top but that's only going to happen if we actually start all start working like cross-sectionally working together Uh so what they did is that they brought 50 of us it was like through nominations or applications um uh in the in the film television entertainment um new media whatever uh world so they have Writers, directors, filmmakers, journalists, documentary filmmakers, um, executives, uh, financiers, um, you know, new media technology people, uh, activists, uh-huh. uh, from, I think, ages, like, 24 to, like, 70, you know? Yeah. And, like, cross, you know, d- diverse backgrounds, um like diverse like economic background so it's really it's really great so we all come at we're all from different places i'm the only canadian there oh, everyone yeah. else is um you it's all it's it's based in la so most people are there but there's also people from new york and chicago and what have you and then they bring us together and um it's uh, yeah under this program that kind of was started by this woman gloria felt felt who uh felt
0: fucking Google out. Gloria Felt (laughs)
1: uh, who was the head of Planned Parenthood for like 30 years um, and you know big female activist so then the point of it is like okay we're only gonna make change if we actually go okay what are you working on okay how can I, maybe there's a way that I can help you with your project, or I can, I have a connection that will give you access to something like this, because, again, it's like, we can all talk about how great it is for gender parity, but if we don't have the money or the finances or have access to the capital, then nothing is going to change, so we actually need to be proactive in getting to the top of the industry by helping each other, and getting, it helping each other also get access to the financing that's going to bolster our, you know, our projects, you Uh know? I should It was like, there's a little bit of a kumbaya aspect to it.
0: Well, this, um, I looked at your fucking Instagram, and it was just like, there are fucking hippies living out of a house. It well, looks like a commune of women. A, that's no, the, if we're
1: not all living in a house together. It's ta- it takes place at the St. Like, Mary's University, which is a women's university Oh, that's bursting
0: exactly, everything I was picturing was like, from those know. pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, all right. No, so no. It, take,
1: it takes place on a campus, on that okay. the campus there, and it, it is called the, Do- the house is kind of crazy. Like, this, it's in, um, It's near USC and, like, all these sort of, like, old Hollywood, like, mansions out Uh. there. So it's pretty cool. Just in, like, the the architecture is pretty cool. And then it takes place in this, like, bananas insane old house with these paintings of... It's called the Doheny Mansion. You should check it out. There's these paintings of women all over the walls from, like, a Victorian era. But they're doing really weird stuff. Uh. Like, like there's, like, two women, like, eating ice cream. And one woman, like, taking the pulse of it. Like, they're, like, (laughs) the kind of thing I was, like, this is... I, like, when we were there for two days, I was like, it's the kind of place where you you show up the next day and, like, people have, like, the paintings are, like, slightly uh. moved. <laughs> you know, like, there's something haunted happening yeah. here. But, like, yeah, I guess good ghosts, you know, they're all...
0: Now, how did yeah. you... See, here's the thing. You, you got involved in that. you're involved in, like with the After Me too and stuff. like how did you all of a sudden become this person that we're going to be sending as Canada's ambassador for all things like international <laughs> no. women's leadership? Like what the fuck happened? Because now I can't reach you on the cell phone as much as I used to. I'm like
1: uh, I'm not Canada's ambassador to all things women. Um, most people still they can't read my name properly, so I get most, most of my emails they're still coming to Mr. Chin Yi. Oh. You know? so. <laughs> I don't know. I want to just go back to making movies. That's what I'm saying. Are you gonna get
0: back to making <laughs> I'm just, movies? I'm, like, you know. I
1: mean, and I say that I'm I'm kidding it, a lot of it. Like I'm obviously I have, a, like I'm a I'm a woman working in this industry. I've worked with a lot of men. I've often been the only woman around, especially earlier in my career. I'm a film producer who, you know, we've talked about it. Like I I can take up a significant amount of space in a room because I've one I know how to talk to men. You know, like. Mm. I actually know how to, I know, I know how to bro yeah. down, like, it's uh, really, and that's something that I had to, like, I mean, I grew up with brothers, I grew up as a tomboy, all that kind of stuff, but I also knew the skill of being able to, uh, to make men in the room comfortable with that, I'm this little girl that's there, and it's like...
0: You are the one that calls me motherfucker the most. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if anyone calls me motherfucker as much as you do, but well, go on, yeah.
1: Right. Um... Yeah, I do swear a lot. Yeah. Is, that is <laughs> <laughs> that the thing. That was one thing I was like, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do everybody proud in like not three minutes that I was on your morning <laughs> was like Don't don't say the f word they okay. don't like don't on a live show just try not to say the f word yeah, yeah um
0: but this is why I call you every so often I need to hear someone call me motherfucker. <laughs> i was like
1: well that's good i'm glad i can well yeah. that in that in that way i'll pick up the phone more that's yeah. all you want to hear Oh, <laughs> <And I'll just laughs> well, now you're going to yeah. pick up the more. but
0: so now you are going back to move, making movies like, I, it's not I mean, like you necessarily leaving this shit behind
1: no of course not like it's like we like obviously there needs to be a change you know like mm. it's not i'm not i'm it's I mean I'm not I'm not an activist but I'm very passionate about gender parity and very passionate about pay equity. I don't think we're I think it's I think it's I think it's fucking grossly unjust the fact that like there are so many great female storytellers out there and people are scared about giving them the financing for their projects because mm. people are not used to thinking about a director being a woman, you know? Yeah. And there's this stigma around, you know, what kind of, what a director does and that like, you know, the decision maker, the captain of a ship is never thought of as as a female. Until these things are actually starting to change now, but, you know, we got a lot of fucking catching up to do. Yeah. And the other thing is is that like women hire more women. So, it's like great. We want to have a, we want to have like gender parity on set. We want to have like we want to have a 50-50 you know, I don't know, run production or what have you, then you need to have more women that are actually going to be making those decisions because we think about it more, you know? Mm. So there's all sorts of, like... There's all sorts of, like, um, organizations and people organizing to make sure that these things actually change because... A lot of people are scratching their head, like, "Well, where do I find like a, you know a great female DP?" It's like, "Well, now there's places you can go and you can actually find a great female DP." It's not like if you hadn't been looking before, it's not like they're all going to be waiting outside your door, you know. Yeah. So, oh,
0: let me sorry, you didn't watch the Oscars. You I did. Too fu- oh, you did watch it. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the inclusion rider thing? Yeah. With Francis McDormand. This kind of... Sorry, I'm interrupting here, but yeah. this kind of ties back to the last thing. Because you know what the worry is with the inclusion rider?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you like you figured out like uh, you know what that is like uh, like how you know you sign a uh, big yeah, star like, can sign a contract. It, yeah. Well, what they're still trying to iron out is the legal thing where someone can sue for losing work based on their own, on being white. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's yeah, like yeah. that's the worries of like that's the problem with the inclusion rider where like if like some cinematographer's like well I wasn't hired because I'm not. You know, even though I was the most best qualified for the job, it's based on my skin color. It's it's almost like it's, it's like about it's
1: only it's only 50-50. It's I, not like, it's like but, honestly, but like that people sh- that well also using things like diversity and gender parity as an excuse not to hire somebody is actually also doing a really bad thing for women and non white people because I've heard stories of people who have not like of productions or television shows that don't want to hire certain male directors because they're shitty at the job and the people don't want to work with them Uh and what and they're not and and it's only that you know they're assholes and people don't want to work with them but then they're getting explained to them because people don't have you know the balls to come out and tell them we don't want to work with you it's like well you know we're really pushing for more diversity we need to have more women directors on this and so then these assholes that are already known as assholes now are, like, blaming women and non-white people for not getting the jobs that they shouldn't have been getting anyway because people... They're they bl- awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's also, like, now we're getting blamed... For 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 crappy white people.
0: You like, know? Let's so. blame women for everything. Holy shit! Yeah. I didn't know that. That's the first time I heard that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's 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 the greatest way to like kind of shut the door on somebody you don't want to hire. It's like, well, you know, we need to we're, we're looking for more women in this role, so you know. Oh
0: my god! So now we're the, the colored people and the women are scapegoats yeah, for this shit. Exactly. So, the, what was the reaction on your side? Because I don't know if I talked to you about this. So on Montreal side, mm-hmm. to telephones like gender parity announcements and stuff, like to when they like said, okay, well, we got you know, 50-50 in this category, of budget level. What was the response there? Like, have you been talking to people there? Well, I mean... I mean, of course you've been talking to people. Yeah. I I don't know if I've ever discussed that with you.
1: I mean, well, I mean, they're...
0: You know, I I don't know if I told you, I heard how people on our side, where people were like, well, they're just ushering in all these projects and, like, ushering in all these women that aren't ready yet and pushing their projects forward. Like, and so basically a lot of people are like, they're just doing this to hit a target, but they're not doing it in a in a fruitful way, in a way that will be meaningful. Right. Yeah. I mean, nobody's
1: telling me that, you know? Nobody's telling you that. I mean, nobody's telling me that, but that doesn't mean that they're not saying it, but, like, nobody's telling the non-white woman that, like, that their complaints about (laughs) us. You know, they're pretty stupid. Yeah. But, um... I mean, we have... Yeah, I mean, like, there is still, obviously, like, a lot of work that needs to be done to hit gender Mm -hmm. parity with... with, uh... with telefilm and with Sodak and everyone. Now, you know, like, it's still they they have had more projects with women recently, but it's still, yeah, it, it's obviously still an issue. I haven't heard anyone, um, bashing it. No, but I mean,
0: because when you're walking into the room, you're now the one that helps them fulfill their targets and stuff, right? So they wouldn't be, is that what it is, do you think? Or? I don't, I
1: mean, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing I,
0: this for a long enough time that it doesn't like, I mean, I don't like, I don't know what goes into how people like base their decisions on you. Because you've been in this industry for long enough that you've also worked your way to get there, so I don't know what assumptions they're making.
1: I don't know either. Honestly, like, um, I think, you know, maybe I'm a safer box to tick a little bit because it's like, oh, I've been working in this industry since 2006, and I've been a film producer since then with projects that have been, um, you know, that that have had success or notoriety or whatever, and, I mean, I think that, like, there's, there potentially is a motive, maybe more of a motivation right now. Like I, I'm, I have a couple of projects with the film board and they're doing gender parody too, but I also, you know, know those guys there really well. I also yeah. worked there a long time. Well, they've
0: also, the film board has been, has been close to gender parity since how long though? Yeah. But anyways, we got to wrap this up cause I gotta get you back downtown. Right. Like, sorry, just cause, uh, what time is it?
1: One sixteen. So
0: I dragged Ashlyn's ass down to Scarborough to record this <laughs> podcast so we could have a quiet space. Welcome to Scarborough. I'm in
1: Scarborough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is, and I, I haven't seen a single fish yet. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk about that? No,
0: no, yeah, we're okay. going to explain that later. Okay, thank you, Ash. Lego can turn this off.
1: Go visit, 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 visit www.com.